Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. What a joy to be with you. I just, oh, I felt so excited to come. I do minister in different places around and about, even overseas. And just this morning, the excitement in my heart, just driving to be with you, um, the openness that I sense that you have in in the spirit. uh, I felt really excited about what God is doing already amongst you and about what he is about to do um, by his spirit. And I don't know if you feel that like bubbling up but it's really obvious to me coming in from outside Uh, even when we were just praying before the sense of the presence and power of God amongst you is really tangible um, in this hour and and I feel like I want to begin by saying to you get ready Uh, get ready because God is about to multiply something Um, it's really strong uh, I, I didn't really, I've discovered the prophetic in me in the last couple of years. I think it's through COVID, just being with Jesus on my face a lot um, and just beginning to sense him speak a lot more and obviously weigh everything, test everything. But um, my, my sense is just that the Lord is shifting roles. He's shifting positions. He's shifting people in this hour. Um, and actually that, you know, even for Malcolm and the team, I, I really sense like an apostolic shift coming, Malcolm for you and actually what God is is saying is he's moving you into a space so that you will release many many leaders many many leaders that you already are but there's many many leaders arising amongst you and people who've thought I'm no leader I'm no I'm nothing I don't carry anything the Lord is saying you know he uses normal ordinary everyday people and he just anoints them and he calls them at specific moments in history and he says now is the time my child child now is the time and it's a body rising that we're seeing it's not you know the one and two leaders at the front of the of the service anymore we're not in that season we're in a season where the Lord is calling forth the fivefold he's calling forth the fullness of the body and I think what we are going to see is a major movement of missionaries across the United Kingdom and where we once raised them up and sent them out overseas we're going to see them flood in to where we are and we're going to see them flood out of the buildings where we are and that actually our ministers and our leaders and our church pastors will become overseers of missionaries and that actually there's a great empowering and releasing of people coming and you're already seeing it I can't believe you're outside on Easter day I'm like can I come back Jesus can I please come back, Jesus? Um, and and I just I just sense the Lord saying a few things. I'm just going to start here, but um, the the first thing is the Lord is saying, I I love your openness to me. Are you willing to move with me? I love your openness to me. Are you willing to move with me? Because there's going to be a lot of movement, um, and that that requires a lot of surrender, and it's quite uncomfortable. <laughs> I also felt as I was driving over here, there was there were three things happening for some reason, and I'm not honestly this paranoid. I'm one on the dashboard, one on where the radio is, we've got a new car, and one on my phone. I was like, oh my, do I know where I'm going? And there were three, and I felt the Lord draw my attention to the three and say that there's somebody here who has had three confirmations of where they should be heading, and they're still not moving. Um, and so I just want to say, if you felt, okay, I, I've seen God say that, I've heard God say that, I, and somebody else has maybe said it to you, now's the time to move. You know he's spoken, it is him. Please step with what he's saying. 
Jesus. Hmm. I just wanted to ask if, um, yeah, this is a bit random. Is there anyone into the farming business in here? Is there anyone, farmer, farmer, family, family line of farming? Malcolm, really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I've just felt that the Lord actually is saying that the there's a different season of farming coming. That's really interesting that it's you, um, and that actually what you've been that you were sowing before that there's a there's a shift radically coming to the way that you are going to sow seeds. So that's interesting. If your role and your position is shifting, which I can sense that it is, and this man is a great releaser of people. And we just bless him for that, don't we? We just bless that um, empowering and releasing that he is doing because God is raising leaders who will do that, who will give permission to the body of Christ um, in this hour because many leaders want to hold tight to what they've got and just kind of keep everything contained and they feel fearful. God's like, no, let go. Let my people go. Let my people rise. Let my people um, soar with with me. Yeah, I just wondered just if we could close our eyes just for a moment. There's just a couple more things I want to say, and I think they're just a little bit more personal. Um, Is there anyone of the age of 26 in the room? Can you raise your hand if there's anyone of that age in the room? Okay, this could be. I felt I was praying to this. It might be someone listening online. Yeah, okay. So it's probably someone who's going to be listening back to this. So I just want to speak these words that that there might be someone who's listening to this and listening back to this and you felt like um, there's been a real disappointment over your life. You feel like you've disappointed your father. The heavenly father say, I love you and I affirm you and I have called you and I am with you in the days ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Had been had gone through a divorce or something in their marriage in the last little while. Um, and there's just a lot of pain. Has anyone been through something like that recently? In the last, it's probably about two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Lord, I just want to bless the person who's been through that pain. In the last few years, Lord God, and just the agony of divorce, Father, and all the pain that that leaves in your heart and in your life. And I just felt the Lord was saying, I see you, I am with you, and Holy Spirit, we want to pray that you would pour out your healing into their heart today. Pour out your healing And we just speak an end to that season of grief over you. And we call you forth into the new newness of the life that the Lord has for you. Going ahead from today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's it's like a dryness and you've been struggling. Like you speak for a bit and then it seizes up in the back of your throat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Father, we just want to pray for our sister as well. Lord, we want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would pour the oil of your healing into her throat. Heavenly Father, we want to pray today that you would just release her from that dryness, from that sense of her throat just seizing up, from that clenching that comes in the back of her throat. Heavenly Father, Jesus, your healing power.
your presence today in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and Lord, we just say we believe in you. We believe in in the way that you're moving in this hour. We believe in you, and Lord, we just agree that we are hungry for more, that we're hungry for a move of your spirit. And we just thank you for your presence, and Lord, we ask for an increase of your Holy Spirit amongst us this morning. Lord, we ask that you do just what you want to do. Like, I'm going to say a few things, but God, just do whatever you want to do. We just make way for you, Holy Holy Spirit, come. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, just listen if you want to listen. If you feel like God's doing something with you, just continue in that in that space. I, I believe I am so excited to be alive right now, as well as seeing probably quite a lot of darkness. Uh, we are going in power and in breakthrough in the United Kingdom. I believe that what's going to begin here will ripple out into Europe and beyond. Um, and I um, please God keep me alive as well as praying come Lord Jesus I'm just like yeah but please may I see in my lifetime more of what you're about to do and I think it's like a time of great preparation for the move of his spirit um, and it starts with us and this is the bit where I get a bit unstuck because to be honest with you I've been praying for God to move in our country for years and years and years and years. I grew up in an Anglican church. I remember as a six-year-old asking God to do more in the pew when I was singing out of a mission praise songbook um, and just thinking, God, can I see more at six years old? I don't know why that thought was in my head at that point. But I, I think that sometimes we are alive for certain times, aren't we, and seasons to see particular things. But it starts with us and the challenge is what posture will we take what how will we let will we let God come and do a work in us and the reason I chose Jeremiah uh, chapter 18 this morning is because I was just thinking about this pot and thinking about the potter and the clay and just this surrender that happens there you know where we submit to the potter's hand and we allow ourselves to be molded and be shaped by the hand of God and he's like saying can I not do this with you my children can I not reform you? And I think we're seeing it individually, but we are going to see it across the entire church, a complete transformation of the body. And I think we will look back even after this decade and go, my goodness, look where we were and look where we are now in terms of what God has done in each one of our lives. I keep hearing stories of people saying to me, I feel God saying to me, come to Britain, come to Britain, come now. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I know. It's exciting because God is positioning his people at this point in time. And I think God is just saying, will you let me mold you? Will you let me shape you? Will you let me refine you? Will you surrender to what I'm doing? And I go through this battle of trying to control it and trying to decide myself and trying to operate in my flesh. And he's going, this is a move of my spirit And so actually, you know, I don't know whether you've been aware of people talking about the new that the Lord is doing. We're in the time of a new thing and this being a new day. And I honestly believe the new thing ultimately is a move of the spirit of God, that it's where we are allowing ourselves to say yes to the Holy Spirit. 
I'd seen a picture of someone laid on an operating theatre table and they were having a heart transplant and the entire heart was being taken out and a completely new heart was being put in. I had this image kind of in my mind for about a year, sort of the second half of COVID when things were really bad. And I felt like God was saying, I'm going to work on your hearts I'm going to work and he's positioning each one of us through the work that he's doing on our hearts, not on how much we've, you know, how much education we've had or how good our salary is or how long we've had a pension or any of that or our age or our gender or anything. It's about the work he's doing in our hearts. That's where we're finding our position within the body and within what he's doing. And I think that authority is coming to those who, put, who are saying, yes, God, do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do in my heart now. Do whatever you want to do in my life. And we're seeing an increase of authority and an increase of anointing coming to those who are fully surrender. So I'm just going, God, let me be one of them. Like like, like saying to the surgeon, do whatever you want. And equally going, what's going to happen as a result of this heart transplant? You know, because it's not exactly a, like not a scary thing to have a major operation, is it? Um, And I think we need to acknowledge that, that there's a heck of a lot of fear amongst the people of God, because we know something new is happening. But actually, it is scary. And that's where we need each other to help each other in the journey. And I kind of feel like, let me not be happy with ointment or a bandage, but submit to the fullness of the operation, whatever way that looks. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I was reflecting and I was thinking stone. You know, we think about stone, it's hard, it's dead, it's solid, it's immovable, it's pretty hard to move. We've got a big stone outside our back door. It's hard to shift it, you know, but flesh is flexible. It's living and it's changing. And I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying, I want to do away with hearts of stone. I want to do away with that inflexibility, that that attitude that says, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I've got it all sorted. Uh, Lord, will you bless my decisions? In fact, he's saying, lay that all down on the altar and trust that I know what I'm doing with your life. Um, Full surrender to our God. And at a night just a few weeks ago, I just woke up with this crazy sense of urgency. There was a bit of it this morning, actually, when I woke up. I don't know how many of you woke. It sounds like there was a few early wakers. Um, but I was just, I was awake early and it was a few weeks ago and I just could hear this, rend your hearts, rend your hearts. And, and as I was listening, I just felt, why am I hearing this? What does that even mean? All your hearts, all your hearts, rend your hearts. And then I felt, I, I heard the the Lord say, cut to the heart. I'm cutting to the heart. The time is now. Um, and with me, I, if, I, if I can, I will turn immediately into scripture, which I think is the best thing we can do when we sense the spirit of the Lord speaking to us. And I was like, Lord, is that in the word? Like, is that in your living word? Is this your word to your people? And I turn to Joel chapter 2 and verses 12 to 13. And it says this, even now, declares the Lord. Such weight on that, like the time being like now, even now, return to me. 
with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Isn't that beautiful? And I just thought, I just felt the, the Spirit of the Lord going, come on, my people, come back to me, my church, come back to me, rend your heart, submit to me, return to me, because I have such a mighty plan for my bride in this hour. Interestingly, a rend is like a cutting or a tearing. And in this case, it's the heart. And if, you, if you're cut to the heart over something, if something impacts you that much, it means that you want to turn away from the bad things that you're doing. It means that you're going, I don't want to live like that anymore. I don't want to follow and worship that idol anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't know if you've been in that, but like just genuinely, or you stop doing something and you're like, I don't really want to go back to that. You're just feeling like, oh, I'm done with that. I'm done with that season of that. And I think that's what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. He's moving our hearts. He's warming them. He's turning them towards the Lord. Isaiah 64 and verses 1 to 2, Isaiah declares, Lord, rend the heavens and come down. I love that. Rend the heavens, God, and come down. And there's this sense of urgency, like a cutting through from heaven to earth, a cutting through and a suddenly and a cutting through to bring us out of the old and move us into the new. And we all know Luke 5 and verses 36 onwards, it talks about new wineskins. And I'm sure you've heard this a lot recently. But, you know, the new wineskins is about not attaching the old to the new because it will rend the new. It will rend the new. They cannot mix. And the new that the Lord wants to bring is a total, utter transformation in us and through us. It's a transformation of our minds and of our hearts and of the whole posture of our life in this hour. I'd looked at my clock for two mornings on the row and, I, and it was like 5.38 and I do not wake early normally but this was 5.38 and I woke up and I was like 5.38 and I just rolled over and tried to go back to sleep and the next morning I was like it's 5.38 again what is this time and I just I got up because I just thought Lord is this you if it's you I'm here I'm here and I went downstairs and and I knelt down I was like Lord is this you is 5.38 you and I just heard Luke Luke and so I went into to Luke and it says in Luke 5 verse 38, no, no, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. New wine must be poured into new wineskins. It's like a, it must, it cannot be poured into something that isn't new. And I was just aware of, you know, if we are allowing God to come and empty us of all of the old, if we're allowing him to come and do a heart transplant in us, if we're saying, come, I surrender everything to you, he's removing all the old and bringing forth the fullness of the new. It's quite challenging, isn't it? (laughs) I feel uh, like deeply, deeply vulnerable and deeply, deeply challenged by this. But I think that the Lord is tearing us away from 
idolatry. I think he's tearing us away from our sin, that we are being called as the people of God into a time of repentance and transformation that starts with us on our knees. And I have spent more time on my knees and on my face through COVID than I have ever done in my whole life. And I'm 42 And I think they will radiate my presence. They will be filled with my glory. They will minister in signs and wonders. And then a lost world will come to me like this. They will just come to me because they will see us and they will see Jesus and they will flock to the King of Kings because they will see him at work in us. That's what it's for. It's not for anything other than what he wants to do in us. And through us because of his great love for us. You know, the Lord gets angry with Solomon, doesn't he, in 1 Kings 11. And he says to Solomon, I'm going to tear the kingdom away from you, Solomon. I I was quite vicious. I'm going to rip the kingdom away from you, Solomon. Why? Why does he decide to do that? Because Solomon is worshipping other gods. Solomon is in a position where he's, he's started to have many foreign wives and his life has just got a little bit lukewarm and a little bit messy and his heart is not fully devoted to the Lord and he's putting his attention on other things. And I just think the Lord is saying, I, I'm, not, I'm done with that. I'm done with a bride that are lukewarm. I'm done with people who are half-hearted. I've, I'm done with this kind of wishy-washy And he's establishing his rule and his reign in hearts that are fully committed to him. You know, the gospel in Acts, it's interesting when Peter stands up and obviously we have this incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, let it come, we pray. But, you know, there's this amazing moment and Peter begins to speak and he begins to share the gospel. And he's like, this is who Jesus is. This is what, you know, he was saying to us. This is the truth. He's died and he's risen and and he loves you and he wants relationship with you. And it says they were cut to the heart because of the message of the gospel. It did something so deeply life-changing in them that they were cut to the heart. And they say, like, what should we do? There's such a deep impact over what they're hearing. They're like, but tell me then, what should I do as a result of this message? It's not, that was a nice message, see you later. Thank you very much for what you shared. It's so powerful that they're like, tell us what to do. And the apostles say, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Be baptized, every one of you. And 3,000 are added to their number. A real repentance means a total, requires total surrender. It's now, guys. It's now. And, and I, I, yourselves, and God is with us in that. He is with us in it. He is calling us forth. And I've been praying Psalm 139. And I pray this with trepidation. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead lead me in the way everlasting. Go to work in me by the power of your spirit. Because what we're going to see is is right now, this is a work in us. He's been at work on us to move us. He's been at work in us to change us. And it's because of what he's about to pour out and do through us. Like it's going to be so significant. I don't know about you. I do not want to miss that. 
I don't care how obedient. I don't care what we have to do. I want to be part of what God is about to do. I want to see it and I want to move with him. But it's an invitation. You know, you think of John the Baptist when he comes and he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Repent, it's come near. The kingdom of heaven's coming. It's coming. Jesus is coming. You have no idea what's about, what's about to happen. This is John the Baptist. Repent, repent, repent. And then what happens as they begin to repent and be baptized? Jesus comes across nations. And that's the birthing of the gospel. It Could it not be that we are in a day, you know, today, look at what today even is. A moment to prepare the way for the Messiah, ultimately for his return, ultimately to see a major move of God. I am so excited by that prospect. Oh, God, help us produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Matthew 3 and verse 8. I never really understood that fruit relates to repentance, that we will see fruitfulness come when we forgive, when we forgive ourselves, when we forgive God, when we forgive one another, when we say, I'm so sorry for what I've done, for what I've made it. God will produce fruit. He will bring forth unity. He will birth deeper relationships. He will bring forth such incredible love like we have never seen because he's wanting to pour out his love into our hearts by the power of his Holy Spirit. You know, I was stood at my friend Anne Coles' house. This is like a few months back. And she used, if you know of New Wine well, like she used to lead um, New Wine with her husband, John. I've had the privilege of journeying with Anne for many years. And, and I hadn't been there because of COVID, but I'd stood up in her, in her kind of hallway with a couple of other friends and we would gather. We always pray and we prophesy. And I stood up and I thought, my goodness, I feel like I'm totally empty It was the weirdest feeling. It was like, I am not the person that stood here two years ago. Who the heck am I? Like it was, and I just felt like the Lord was saying, the old has gone and the new is coming. The old has gone. And I just think it's that willingness to say, God, just strip it all away. Everything, everything, God, that is not of you, everything that doesn't bow the knee to you, Everything, God, in me, just let it fall away because I just want you. I just want you. That's all I want. I just want you. And the old pot for me, I had to let go of quite a lot of things, which have been really, really painful. I've had to let go of my position in a Baptist church. I've had to let go of a pay packet. Um, I've had to let go of a pension. I've had to let go of um, being on the leadership of, of a the conference that happens nationally. Um, I've had to just come out of everything that was familiar to me, everything that I'd known before. And some of that is physical, actual, a physical moving that God is calling us to do. But some of it is like a mental and emotional thing. And God is saying, I don't want you to have to keep reliving that stuff. I don't want you to have to keep walking in fear. I don't want you to have to keep living in that place of pain. I want to separate you from what's gone before. And I feel like it's a little bit like an exodus moment that we're in of God saying, let my people go. I've come down to rescue you and deliver you out of Egypt, out of slavery and into the promised land, into where we will see a mighty move of God. 
And it's just trusting him in the transition. Some of my closest friends, the hardest thing is trusting God. The hardest thing is having faith that he will do what he said he will do. The hardest thing is believing that dream that he put in my heart all those years ago. Will he actually do that? Was that actually God? Yes. Because the greatest dreams in us are birthed by him. They're birthed by him. And we think they're selfish. We think some of our things are lazy. And God says, it's not. I gave that dream to you. I put that heart in you. I put that desire in you. And it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in or how old you are or what position you're in. I still want to bring forth my purposes. I still want to send you. I still love you. I love you so much. These are the kind of leaders that he's looking for. Charles Spurgeon said, a full Christ is for empty sinners and for empty sinners only. It's not our emptiness, but our fullness, which can hinder the outgoings of his free grace. Love that. And just as we draw to a close, I've been reminded of, of David a lot recently and I've been in 1 Samuel 16 and you know the the people had chosen a king hadn't they and it wasn't good they had a military commander and that was Saul and Saul was their king and and it was interesting the journey with Saul and we we can read about that more but the Lord wanted someone whose heart was fully committed to him. The Israelites wanted a military commander, but the Lord wanted someone whose heart was burning for him, who loved him more than anything else, whether it was seen or unseen, just whose heart burned for him. And so the Lord decides enough and he steps in to choose the next leader for his people. He looks at the heart not the outward appearance, not the height, the age, the position, the family line, the church place in the church structure, none of it. He's just after our hearts. He's done with Saul's and he wants David's, those after his own heart. And I think he's calling us back to that greatest commandment again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. I love that we sang that at the beginning. With all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, I always used to think that it was love. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. And I would always leave that end bit off because of something in that personally for me. And the Lord says, no, I want you to know that I love you. I've forgiven you. I've chosen you. And I want the love that's in your heart to overflow to your neighbor and to me. All three are critically important, but it all hinges around everything we are here. All that we are as the body of Christ is his love. It's his love through what he's done on the cross. And I'm saying, God, let us bear witness to the love of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. The greatest moves of God begin with a bride on our knees. They begin with the remnant going, God, we we just need you. Lord, would you just go to work on my heart? He shaped the pot as seemed best to him. Will we be those who say, shape me, mold me, move me? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
Thank you, Jesus. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord God Almighty. The glory that he wants to release through you individually and corporately in this place is really significant. And I just hear the Holy Spirit say, my children, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of what I'm asking you to do. And I just want to pray for courage. I want to pray that he would impart courage to you. And for some of you, there's just been a wrestle. There's like something you know that God is just asking you to surrender. You just know that there's something that you're going, can I not just keep doing this? Can I not just hold on to this a little bit longer? Can I not just keep that in my life? And you know God's saying, no, not anymore, my child. You know, he disciplines those he loves but he does it because of the fruit that he wants to break, bring forth. He does it because he wants to do something mighty through us. So perhaps for some of us, we just want to surrender again. Right where we are, you might just want to put your hands out in front of you, or you might just want to do something different. If you want to kneel, that's absolutely fine in response to what we're saying. But I just feeling that, okay, God, I say yes to you going to work on my heart. I say yes to you, doing whatever you want to do in me. And for some of you, it's like there's something there that's just lingering from the past. It's like just some past pain that's just lingering. And Lord, we just want to pray now today in the name of Jesus that you would bring healing where there's pain from the past. And I just want to invite you, if you're in that space, if you just feel like there's someone you need to forgive, you know, it's between you and the Lord, but just somebody in in your heart, in your mind, that you just need to let go of. It's, you know, it only hurts us if we hold on to something. It's only hurting us. It's not hurting them. But there just might be someone that God's just prompting you to say, I forgive and their name. I forgive them again. It might be that you've even got it coming back to mind and you're like, I've done that. I finished that. And God's just going, yeah, but I just need that again. And so just just make a few moments here of space just to forgive anybody that you know that you are not forgiven. For some of you, that might be yourself. Some of you, you just lay into yourself. You're so hard on yourself. You put so much pressure on you to behave a certain way, to meet a certain standard, to be a certain person. And the Lord just says, I forgive you. Please forgive yourself. It's just as simple as saying, Lord, I forgive myself.
And this might be something that you go to ministry team with or even just, yeah, just a family member. But I just feel like, you know, it's important to acknowledge that where there's unforgiveness and where there's pain, sometimes the enemy can get a foothold in that space. And he like he can ride in to a place where there's unforgiveness. And so it might be where you've known attack coming in your life and you've known just a repetitive cycle of behavior or something where you just felt like I can't get free of this. And so I just want to, I, to just corporately over us, I just want to bind the work of the enemy. I bind the work of the evil one in your life. And we silence the enemy where he's been lying to you about who you are and lying to you about the call on your life and trying to stop you from doing what the Lord is asking you to do. We silence the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ because we have authority in Jesus Christ. And I can bind because I can do that corporately, but you would need to tell him to leave in the name of Jesus. So just if you are aware of anything where the enemy has a, has a hold on you, you have to tell him to go in the name of Jesus. So just just give a moment for that. Just in Jesus' name, I command you to leave my thought pattern and just name the thought pattern or whatever it is where you feel there's been a repeated cycle of something. That's really strong this morning. So we're just going to wait a moment. And I just hear him say again, behold, I'm doing a new thing. The old has gone. Forget the former things. Leave them in the past. This is a new, we're like, in a sense, we're crossing over into and carry anything over into where we're we're called to walk. And we will not be crippled here. We will continue to walk in faith. And Lord, I ask you to impart, impart faith. I ask, Father, for boldness again. And I ask for your love, Jesus, the knowledge of that deep love that comes from our Savior. We would know your love today because it's your love that sets us free. It's your love that moves us. It's your love that liberates us. May we know you more. May we see you more. Thank you, Father. Just before we close, I just had this feeling and I just wanted to ask you if if there's anybody who is feeling like they are birthing something new in this moment. Um, this is weird, but I've had dreams of being pregnant quite a lot recently. And a few people around me are, are, are like feeling like they're pregnant with something. Um, and I just want to, does that resonate with anyone? Just lift a hand up if, you, if you're feeling pregnant with something. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, anyone else? Okay, we just have this incredible couple at the front. So, guys, do you mind just laying a hand on them? I'd just love to pray for you. Mandy and Colin. Okay, let's just lift up Mandy and Colin before the Lord. If you want to pray out loud, please.
Um, but Father, we just want to thank you for Mandy and Colin. And we just acknowledge, Lord, that you are birthing something new in them and through them. And we just acknowledge the increase of authority that is coming over you as a couple. We just acknowledge before the Lord that this is both of you, not one of you. Just bear witness to the fact that God is at work doing a new thing by his spirit. And we just want to pray for your timing, King Jesus. We want to pray that you would put into their hands exactly what they need for the next season. We want to pray that nothing would stop you from stepping where you know you're called to step. We just affirm that again, the leadership anointing there that's on you. And we commission you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to walk forth into what you're called to. And there's that moment, you know, where Samuel says, you know, fill your horn with oil. The Lord says to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way to to Jesse of Bethlehem. Be on your way to Jesse of Bethlehem because I, I want you to go and anoint someone there one of your sons. And he's like, stop mourning for Saul. Stop mourning. Stop mourning. Be on your way to Jesse because there's something I want to do here. And so we just agree that it's time to leave the old behind, that it's time to stop mourning for what you've lost, and that it's time to be anointed for what God is empowering you to do now. And we ask for faith to do it. Yeah, there's a great laying down. There's a great surrender there. Um, But you're surrounded by brothers and sisters. You're not on your own. You're not on your own. Where the enemy would try and tell you this is just on you. That's a lie. We say we are one body in Christ Holy Spirit, more of you. Mandy and Colin, we bless you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. It's it's a fresh mantle. It's a fresh mantle of authority that's coming. And, uh, and it's coming because of who you are, because of your humility, because of the posture of your hearts. It's coming because of the way that you're holding yourselves. And so we ask that you would be protected from any pride. We ask that you would be protected from the evil one. We ask, Lord, that there would just be the fullness of what you want to do worked out, Jesus. And he says, yes, it is you. Yes, it, I do have this for you. Yes, it is me. Thank you, Lord. And just finally, I'm sorry, Malcolm, I've got one more. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, just, just one more thing. Is, is anyone like particularly wrestling with something? I just felt like there was a real wrestle going on for somebody here. 
Does that resonate with anyone? Don't worry if not. Just shove a hand up if that's you. Yeah, just over there. Okay. Do you mind just popping a hand on that lady there for me, just behind? Is that okay. Well, so is anyone on the prayer team? Yeah, I'm just going to come around and do this. This is my last thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your name? Val. Well, I'm not going to ask you what it is because it's probably private. Would you mind just, just turning and facing and just putting a hand on? Is that okay? Just lean forward. Thank you. We're just going to pray for Val as well. And again, to church, if we just want to like reach out a hand to pray for Val. Sometimes there are really significant moments happening for people. Um, and the, this, just, this is really significant for Mandy and Colin. And this is really significant for Val. And so we're just acknowledging that before the throne of God and just affirming the shift that the Lord wants to make here. Yeah, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. More of you, more of you upon your daughter, more of you. And we say, be free, be free from anything that is holding you back. We just say, be free from any bondage, anything that would hold you in slavery, anything that would restrict you. We say, be free in the name of Jesus. And in this season of wrestle, we just want to pray that you would hear the spirit of the living God, that you would know the voice of the Father speaking to you. And we silence any other voices, anything that is coming against you that is not Jesus. We say, be silent in Jesus' name. Be silent in Jesus' name. And we just ask for your mind. We ask for protection over your mind. Lord God, her heart and her mind in Christ Jesus, her Lord. We just want to pray for healing to come. Healing to come in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. May you encounter him afresh today. May you know how loved you are by our Lord Jesus. Just feel like he's saying, come away with me, my daughter. Come away to, with me to those still pools of living water. Come away and find rest for your soul. Come away with me. We bless you, Val, in Jesus' name today. Bless you for your courage and your strength. In, his, in our weakness, he makes us strong. In our weakness, we rise with him. In our weakness, he gives authority to those who are weak. All authority be given to your daughter, we pray. You will rise with him. You will rise with him. You will soar with him on wings like eagles. Thank you, Father, for your precious daughter. You're so loved by him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Bless you, Church Malcolm. <laughs> Sorry, I know I've gone over time. Sometimes there's just a couple of key things to to name. So, yeah, should I just pray and then, yeah. Yeah, Father, we thank you for this time together this morning. We thank you for all you're doing, Lord. We love you, Jesus. And Father, everything that you've ordained for this part of your church, we say in our men, 
over it. Um, we just, I just see you linking hands with your brothers and sisters across Loughton and beyond. Um, we pray, Lord, let there be no walls. Let there be no division. Let there be a oneness of heart and mind. We pray for Easter, Lord, that you would open the floodgates and that you would bring forth a great harvest. And we thank you that you're preparing us for harvest time. And God, we say yes to everything that that means, all that that looks like. Amen. Amen. Bless you.